Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So, so it's officially clinching season in the MLB, and I saw these like I saw these photos of the Dodgers celebration. Really? Do we do we need that? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like no, I don't need that. Orioles clinching? That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll I'll give them a tiny bit, a tiny bit of celebration. It's a no, no. You should <laughs> give them a lot because the Rays, tortoise in the haired, uh, got tortoise in the haired. Right? I mean, I, I'm still just astounded. It's true. The, the, the Rays are normally the tortoise, and this time... They, they were the hare. They were the hare. That's that's a tough one. Can I do... I mean, the central. Just both centrals are <laughs> just astounding. Middle of the country like, is, is struggling. Struggling right now. Don't know what's going Brewers, on. Brewers also tortoising. Just like, I, don't worry about it, guys. We're just, I mean, just going to show up, play some baseball do slightly above average. I mean they've and... been flirting with some some uh you know some celebrating too here. So I'm not excited to move to this next sequence. TGFBI, why in the world are we both moving down? We both moved down 30 plus spots, right? So I moved from to 239 from 193, you moved to 220 from 188. Mostly pitching for me. I mean mostly I I my pitching was not good. My my pitching team was not good. My hitting team, though, was astoundingly bad. I was really? one of the 20 worst teams this week. Ooh, in hitting or overall? Overall. Oh, youch. And my pitching youch. wasn't that bad. My hitting was horrendous. I think, so my, my strategy of picking up young guys has has not paid off. And and it just turns out that anytime the all of the pitchers that, you're draft, that you drafted are not the pitchers that you have this point in the season, it's not good. Generally means something went wrong. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some some things went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have most of the I mean, like honestly, they're not even on my team anymore. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a thing to think about because we've been um historically our, our home league and, and us have been components of going to the last day of the season because there's a there had been a clear like, okay, we got to hundred wins, we're gonna sit people. But now with the expanded playoff format there's more to play for at the end which is what bob wanted bob manfred that is so so there is this differential of like if you're just unlucky and have a couple of guys that are sitting near the end there are fewer guys that are just sitting randomly yeah except for the expected things i mean in the home league uh, the key one was sean murphy catcher for the braves is just has played like two games of the past 14 yeah rosario isn't playing as much as i i was expecting him down the line yep I mean, understandable stuff from a baseball perspective, but man, from a fantasy perspective, it hurts. It's annoying. Would you like to talk about TV Roundup? Let's do quick hits because we're at the halfway point of the season, and I have... Is that the case? Well, we're at least past half. We've seen five episodes of each. I'm assuming... Do we know how many episodes are going to be on both of them? There's definitely not more than 10. I mean, so it could be eight. We could be well over halfway, in which case my point is that 
it, this I was going to say this is a halfway point, and I have no idea where either of these shows are going. So your point I, no. makes me even more nervous yeah. because they could be literally going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, we could. With the Disney Plus thing, it could be that it could be eight episodes, and the last one is like two hours. I yeah. Well, I was. I mean, I was annoyed this week when episode five was forty nine minutes. Yeah, a little extra, like, a little extra long. And you know what? It was a whole lot of walking different places. It was a lot of. It was a lot of waiting. Like a lot of waiting happened on screen, and I was like, "This needed to be shortened." <laughs> the the uh, the James Bonding podcast that I've talked about, which is the two guys talking about James Bond, they 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 went back through all the all the movies, and then I think they almost did it a second time, and they were like, "These Conneries, whole lot of walking, whole lot of walking places, no action." You know, it just they're like, "Wow, it is." It's amazing how far they've come because they had done it where they had watched. They started like teen, 13, mm. and they watched the newest one and the oldest one. And then they kept oh. on incrementing in until oh. it was just a whole bunch of Roger Moore. <laughs> and they're so they're comparing and contrasting Craig and um, and Connery and a whole lot of walking. Why are we back to that? With we, there should not be a lot of walking. I mean, but then on the other, the flip side of this, let's let's talk about these two shows at the same time. Yeah. Wheel of Time, too much video game, not enough walking. Exactly. <laughs> What's the A story here? The like, let's think about. Let's just say that in in like true like sort of Showtime the stuff. A What's the A story and the B story right now. I mean, the A story is whatever Ahsoka is doing at a given moment, and the B story but is is Thrawn. it the B? I, I so the B story. I think the B story has to be thrown. I don't think that can be the A story because there's not enough. There's not enough. So then continuity. the C story is Sabine and her little Ezra. I think that's under like, the Thrawn B plot. I think it's like I think that's like B two. And then what about Hera? Hera, and I the, think sort of the, the collapse of the 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 collapse of the New Republic. Well, Hera, I think just has to be the pieces that Ahsoka can't be. You know, it has to be it has to be the exposition that Ahsoka can't do, right? Because you you need some way to bring in all the New Republic context. Ahsoka lives outside of all of that. Hera is the audience's way to see the New Republic. So I'm going to say that, like, I think that Hera character, fine. Um, I think that we have way too much time with her and that is interfering with us having either, because we either need to be like, like the percentage of Ahsoka in this episode versus other episodes was good. Yeah. For a show named Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it must be the Hera storyline and the New Republic stuff that is getting, I think, in the way of this of this show that is already somewhat ponderous. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, but I think their rationale is that they want to tie into the extended universe because without the New, Re- I know, without I the know New what Republic their rationale what is. is. You don't have to tell me the rationale. <laughs> I get it. Without the New Republic storyline, what? Where are they? You know, what is this? No, I, I think that it might be, I would rather the show be about Ahsoka and her relationship with her master and with her, like, that's what it's billed as. Strongly agree. And Strongly the agree. more that we can get Ahsoka doing stuff and not being, and, and not having us think of like, oh, it's Rosario Dawson who's just standing there looking serious. And the more we can be like, ooh, Ahsoka did. Because that was like fun. You have like, her fighting with Anakin, young her going and doing stuff. That I was mean, interesting. 
it was interesting, but it was like too like teaser trailer kind of like, let's get in there. Let's just do it, guys. Let's let's just do it. You want to talk baseball? Fantasy baseball? Yeah, well, a little convergence of the two of those. Okay, love it. Let's do it. We, we started talking last week about runs and our, you know, we read that article about soul bases and they had basically said what we had predicted in the middle of July, like, hey, stolen bases are up <laughs> and, and, and talked about <laughs> it. So it was, it was great to see MLB validating us. And we were interested if runs are up. So I did the same summary stat stuff that I've been doing tackling um the tackling data and and looking at uh things a little bit longitudinally so let's get into it i i love it let's do it high level 2023 stats about runs i'll tell you right now these numbers mean absolutely nothing to me i they mean absolutely nothing to <laughs> okay, me okay well. all right good okay so sum of 2023 runs by 918 20,778 baseball is such a statistical like a sport lot. It's such a statistical yeah. sport. That's so many it's, runs. That's that's how many guys have touched home plate this year in, in an MLB game. That's crazy. No, 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 no. No, that's an Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. And some of that sample could have touched home base multiple times. Um, count of eligible batters is 443. So 443 batters have had, my criteria was at least 100 plate appearances. Okay. It's Wait, a so very low bar. Is the summed run total for only the 100 plate appearance guys? Or for everybody? A, a very good question. It is the total. Okay. And then we have down here sum of 2023 ah. eligible runs by 918 is a sum of runs scored by eligible batters. So that number is 19,836. So less than 1,000 scored by non-eligible batters. Okay. Yeah, just by like guys guys who have less than 100 played appearances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's wild. Um, <laughs> sum of eligible played appearances is... 161,272. That's such a big number. That is those 443 players. There's the sum of their players. That is wild. <laughs> this is why it is, you know, this is not, this is still sort of small statistics, but it's it's like actual small statistics instead of like fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's way, way too small. All right. Max of 2023 runs by 918. That's today. 135 by Acuna. Ronald Acuna Jr. Can, is so good. Check me. If is so double. good this year. Yep. 135 runs. Um, okay. Continuing. Uh, median of 2023 runs by these eligible players is 43. So that distribution is pretty pretty wide. Wow. Okay. Um, mean of 44. So the players here, uh, we should probably mm. think of these as the... Um, potentially ownable not even really ownable but spot starting tgfbi not not head-to-head leagues okay uh we've got aaron hicks edward Oliveras, jared Kalenic, ramon urias kyle farmer juan carlos one one carlos stanton mike moustakis and josh rojas i think when i calculated this out per tgfbi spot by the end of the season you need to be averaging like 60 runs Oh, okay. So spot. these guys shouldn't even. Yeah. So these are spot starters in TGFBI. The, they got hot, yeah. squeezing the lemon kind of stuff. But that, that's also to be relatively high. I mean, that is an analysis that I want to do at the end of the season. So I'll put a pin in in that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I did what we've done in the past in, in the pitching and the stolen bases and some correlation coefficients. This is always a little bit interesting. So <laughs> average, the correlation uh, between average and runs 
correlation coefficient of 0.55. That's reasonably tight. That's tighter than I expected, honestly. Luisa Rise, Corey Seager, Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, and Yandy Diaz are the highest um, in average. Good job, guys. Now, this one I was a little bit surprised about, but I guess I should have known that. BABIP. Correlation between BABIP and runs is 0.26, so not nearly as tight. Barely, barely matters. Brandon Marsh, Mickey Moniak, Garrett Hampson, Johan Rojas, and Davis Schneider. Well, that tells you why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's kind of like no reason to look at this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, BABIP, we... We have to use BABIP the way that we've been using it on a player-to-player basis to compare the, their average historical, their current BABIP versus their historical BABIP to their average to be able to see, are we going to regress in a certain direction? Right. But as an um, indicator of how many runs they're going to get, don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Another one. So speed is, is, a, is a variable, and this is sort of like a a speed score thing that um van graphs has correlation between speed and runs is 0.28 corbin carroll darren blanco eli de la cruz willie castro and jake mccarthy those are the those are the speedsters willie castro good job love that there's love that there's no correlation here 0.28 so just it's slightly better than babbit but still nothing right right home to home about okay slugging 2023 correlation between Slugging and runs is 0.62. Shohei Otani, Davis Schneider, Corey Seager, Matt Olson, Mookie Betts are the highest um, in slugging percentage of eligible players. That is wild that those are the players. Like, Why is that surprising to you? Those, those are slugging guys. I, and they're guys that play a lot. I mean, that helps, right? Okay. I mean, Davis Schneider slightly di- is different, but... I don't know. You just don't really think of Corey Se- Seager and Shohei Otani... You don't think of Corey Seager and Mookie Betts as being like, oh, they're they're sluggers, you know, in the same way as when I'm doing IG. It's like Barry Bonds, yeah, or Mark McGuire, or Mo Vaughn. <laughs> Those are sluggers. Yeah, changing baseball. OBP, um, 2023 correlation between OBP and runs is 0.58. So Davis Schneider. Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, Jordan Alvarez, Shohei Itani. Good for David Schneider one. making it in here. Who the heck is David Schneider? He's a just recent call-up. Okay. Wonder why I, he's... Apparently he's got at least a 100 plate appearances. He, he does. He was, called up in, he was called up in August. I have him on my okay. TGFBI team. There you go. One of your kids who's done well. Plate appearance. Now, here's a, here you go. This one you, might surprise you. Highly correlated. <laughs> plate appearances and runs is uh, 0.94. Almost like you need to get to the plate. This is the only thing we talk about this runs. all the time, right? Like get the guys who get the plate appearances. If you want runs, you need to get the guys with plate yeah. appearances. All right, highest plate appearance guys this year: Marcus Semyon, Ronald Acuna Jr., Kyle Schwarber, Alex Bregman. That's funny. <laughs> Freddie Freeman doesn't feel like a twenty twenty three number. <laughs> Alex Alex Bregman is uh, he's been on my head to head league is so annoying because he just keeps getting plate appearances <laughs> and accumulating uh, counting stats at a snail's pace, but slowly even but he gets surely. a lot of plate appearances. Hey man, he might be why that zero point nine four is not one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all interesting stuff. I want some context though. I need okay. So let's look at twenty twenty two. Okay. Some of 2022 runs by 918 is 18 
862. So that is almost 2,000 runs more by this point in the season. Fewer. This year. Oh, this year. You're, have, saying, you're talking about have, 2023. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. 2023, okay. there were 2,000 more than in 2022. Yeah. Um, similar number of eligible batters, 449. Hmm. Um, Played appearances is 156,022. So that is um, 5,000 fewer plate appearances. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Sum of runs by eligible is 18,022. So that's all Similar. 1,800. Okay. Well, it's 1,800 fewer. Yeah, but in, ter- um, but in terms of normalized by the total sum, it's about the same amount. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The co- it seems like there's a constant that is affecting this. Um, max of 2022 runs... By 918, 122 by Aaron Judge last year. Median of runs, 36. Mean of runs is 40. Ooh, Ozzy Albies, Franchi Cordero. Yeah. Measurably, Measurably lower. smaller. Yeah. Okay, let me run through the correlation coefficients to runs. Um, average to runs is 0.51. BABIP to runs is 0.23. Speed to runs is 0.19. Slugging to runs is 0.61. OBP to runs is 0.58. And played appearances to runs 0.93. What is interesting here on these correlation coefficients, the differences, is speed. Speed was 0.19 last year, and it is 0.28 this year. So there's some value in being a speed. Some value. BABIP also went up a teeny tiny bit. But I bet the BABIP and speed has got to be correlated. One would assume. I'm not going to run those those numbers right now, but I could if you really wanted me to. But otherwise, plate appearances, 0.93 to 0.94. OBP, 0.58 to 0.58. Those are pretty constant. Slugging, 0.62 to 0.61. Average, 0.51 to 0.55. So just, yeah, I think there's it's showing if you're on base... You, you have a better chance of, of scoring runs. Though, what was I doing? The whole point was to see if stolen bases had, had an effect. So I really I really am surprised by... I mean, so so there really are more runs this year, though. And I mean, a not quite, 10, number. Not quite 10%, but, but getting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a noticeable amount. But it's weird because I don't feel like watching baseball that there's... 10% more runs, which is basically like a run per game. Right. It's not, yeah, it's like less than a run per game. Yeah. It's like at two out of three games has one extra run. So that's just enough. I mean, that's enough that when we look at the aggregate, you can see the difference. But when you watch a baseball game, you don't notice. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what they want, right? For sure. They want the same feeling of product, just somewhere deep in your brain. You're like, this is a little... Okay, so stolen bases in 2021 was 0.48 correlation. In 2022 is 0.46. And in 2020... <laughs> is it calculating right now? In 2023 is 0.46. So no okay. appreciable no appreciable difference in the correlation coefficient. That's interesting. Okay. So, so, so our conjecture that stolen bases had a material effect on runs is not... It, in the character of runs is not borne out. Not directly yeah. true, but I think indirectly there's more base base paths. There's a there's more <laughs> more um, more happening on the base paths generally. That is wild that it, that it's not. 
That that is that is surprising. I mean, what a what a conclusion. Not at all what I expected. <laughs> you want to know what the number of runs was by this date, twenty nineteen? Even more. Twenty two thousand. <laughs> so, okay. So we don't actually even understand what this fix what this is a fix for. It's to bring back the well, halcyon days of twenty nineteen. Twenty eleven. Uh, I mean, sorry, twenty twenty one. Okay, it's like wow, we're really going back. Twenty twenty one. It was above twenty thousand as well. Yeah. All right. So this is interesting. I mean, I think that yeah, there is there is something to be said. Something is is changing, and I don't think that we can we can say conclusively for this with just this year that this is really increasing runs. Well, we definitely can't say it if it turns out that when you look at 2021 or 2019 that the runs were higher. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because the stolen bases are way lower in those years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that this this warrants more investigation. I mean, I compared to 2022, it's stark. And I think that they that was what made the argument was that 2022 showed a decrease of offense, a slowing down of everything that was part of a trend, and they wanted to change that as much as possible. I think that about brings us to the review session. Jared Walsh? All I have to say about Jared Walsh is that he's back. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we had no confidence in Jared Walsh being here, uh, but he's back. I mean, 31 games this year, three of which happened in the last week. 87 plate appearances, three home runs, seven runs, eight RBIs, a 132 average, and zero stolen bases. What else is there to say? Can he just decide if he's going to play or not <laughs> and just be bad? My Well, I, I told you he was we, when we talked about whether we should review him that he was just toiling away in the minors. Yeah. I mean, the deal, the thing that's interesting to me and just admitting that he's not a good player is why did people draft him? And when you're drafting at this point in the draft, how do we avoid drafting Jared Walsh's next year? Well, uh, I mean, hindsight is always 2020. Sure, but let's try and make our, you know, future site not really bad. Not like this guy's going to get sent to AAA. Immediately. Yeah, I, I know, but 2021... Okay, so here's his 2021 numbers. 144 games, that's pretty good. 70 runs, 29 home runs, 98 RBIs, stolen base, two stolen bases. 277 average on a team that features Shohei Otani and sometimes Mike, Mike Trout. <laughs> More often than not still, but... it's You would think that this would be a great number five hitter who could break the top four. Yeah, but did you see that he he's batting third and fourth in their lineup right now? Right in now, the, yeah. The but there's days, but yeah. Is Mike Trout playing? No. Is Shohei Otani no, no, playing? No, no, no. Is okay. anyone right. playing? You make a good point. So yeah. okay, so so your point is look at twenty twenty one when people were drafting for twenty twenty three. Sure his twenty twenty two is not amazing, but he had a great twenty twenty one, so you need to draft that. Yeah, there's this uh, remember we've talked about the theory of every other year and there is the hey we cooled off on a guy so much because of his last year but you know what people have bad years we've all had bad days some people have bad <laughs> years like let's let's just assume that he can come back and he he wasn't he didn't he didn't i mean so that's that's what we have to figure out we have to go and look at the underlying numbers and and say who had an aberration year and it was lucky and and who who had an aberration year and it and it meant that he'll continue. Because I think back to Ryan Ludwig in <laughs> 2008, had an amazing year out of nowhere. 
Did he ever have another year? I don't think so. Ryan uh, Joey Bats. Joey Bats had an who knew where it came from really great year. And then he followed that up the next year with a with a pretty good year and then ended up being a fantasy stalwart. So you have to know how do you find the Ryan Ludwigs versus the Joey Bats versus the Travis Hafner. Do you remember Tra- oh, Travis, Travis Hafner? Hafner? Yeah. Like really going back there. It's tough. That's what, uh, yeah. If we were to make money, that's what we would be making money from. Well, when we talked about the guys who were drafted in this range last week, you don't want to be throwing these picks away in the draft. Like Jared yeah. Walsh. Jared Walsh, you threw that pick away. Yeah, he, he did did not give you anything. All right, so here is the, the thing that you probably should have looked at in 2021 to say, mm, this might not be the guy. His his BABIP in 2021 was 335. Whoa! This is he not a not 335 guy. He does not have the body guy. of a guy for a 335. <laughs> yeah. but then, but While the, his isolated power was 232. But that's crazy to me because then that means people in 2023 were drafting him off of just well, you're you're, draft, you're drafting him based on 2021, and if you're looking just at the num- the the numbers that are there, stand- fantasy production wise, yeah, you don't have the full, you don't have enough of us, and that's what we need to we need to be able to, mm. we need to bring Babip in and OBP in, and we need to figure out which other one of these stats will help us. Do you have the expert consensus? The oh he he's. Yeah, his um, average expert ranking was 292.8. His ADP was 320. So people didn't believe in him. Wait, but the experts did. Experts had bet more. Yeah. So wisdom of the crowd was a little bit better than the than the experts. But that means the experts tricked some people into drafting him higher than they mm-hmm. would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because what I would like to know is that in a vacuum, where would people have drafted him? True. True. Yeah, we should we should try to figure that out. So the conclusion about Jared Walsh is don't draft him. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that he's I don't think that he's going to be the guy. He might play for them next year though, right? Their team is falling apart. I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know, we were talking about the mean mean and median guys on runs. Like he's going to show up in those lists for the rest of his career, which might last the next 5 years. I mean, he's got he's got to bat a little bit better than 132, but yeah. I mean, he did the athletics need to field somebody and a quadruple I player is right there and in California. He's only ever played for LA for the angels. I mean, yeah, I think I remember um, thinking about him in the context of looking at the bees, knowing the bees roster many, many years ago. <laughs> that's, that's actually quite funny. Was he on the bees? Uh, Salt Lake city bees in 2018. Um, I think he, yeah, wow. he was someone that I was, he's your guy. In the in the bees system, not that not the angel system, the bees. So bees system. Bees. <laughs> I mean, one could be forgiven for confusing them. <laughs> All right, who are we doing next week? Will Myers. About time. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!